Long past the hour for quitting labour, amid the smoke-filled haze of the south gate, the after-lodge crew continues to linger in the rubbish of the temple, under the watchful eyes of right-worshipful Grand Censor Bob. Not recognised nor endorsed by any grand or subordinate lodge of regular masons, irregular masons, co-masons, Canadian masons, or internet wannabe masons, they banter on as always. Puffing cigars, drinking stale coffee, making terrible jokes, studying agency law, spreading the intemperance and excesses of digital masonry, and generally disappointing all seven of their podcast subscribers. Do yourself a favor and stop listening now. Only trolls and masochists dare to eavesdrop upon this after-lodge banter. You're a mean one, Mr. Grinch. You really are a heel. You're as cuddly as a cactus. You're as charming as an eel, Mr. Grinch. You're a bad banana with a greasy black peel. You're a monster, Mr. Grinch. Your heart's an empty hole. Your brain is full of spiders. You've got garlic in your soul, Mr. Grinch. I wouldn't touch you with a 39 and a half foot pole. Welcome to episode 151 of the After Lodge podcast. Brought to you from a place that we can't really disclose in the ruins of Detroit. Um, Taking the After Lodge Roadshow to its next stop, the uh, good old Rust Belt of Michigan. Uh, where we are revisiting with a long-time friend of the show, end of our lodge, and uh, most of us, Brother Matt. We like to call him Big Matt, which is fun because the other Matt is much bigger than him, but this Matt came first. So Welcome back, If you remember listening back that far, what was it, the end of 2013, Matt? Yeah, right about there, end of 2013, beginning of 14. I yep, just been elected It has been a, uh, a long time. Uh, I'm also joined by worshipless producer Bruce. Gentlemen, good evening. And uh, the former angry chaplain, now just angry past master, who is wearing a Santa suit and drinking out of the bottle of Jameson, uh, Reverend Angry Tony. Uh, we we got to find a new moniker for you. Angry drunken Tony. Yes. This is angry, angry Santa, by the way. Um, oh, okay. Angry Santa. Uh, couldn't tell. Angry Chapman is no more. Um, his, his term has ended. Past Chaplain? Is that a thing? Um, and now his term has ended. That'd be a PC. I'm a past Chaplain. Um, and I want to talk about that later in the show. Go on with the introductions and stuff, but I want to talk about that later in the show because I'm really lost. I don't know what to do now. We'll talk yeah, about well, yeah. Okay, we'll, we'll, we'll get into it. So uh, for those of you who are new to listening, I don't remember the exact show number that Matt was last on, but uh, the basic premise to set this up is back in 2013, uh, Matt was in town with us for work. Uh, he found our little lodge in the corner of the world. And uh, since he was hanging out 
alone for work. Uh, he started hanging out with us uh, for quite some time. How long are you here? Like six months or something? No, it was like four months. But Yeah. So uh, uh, while he was here. Worker, rest of the guys from work are uh, going up, visiting the uh, local uh, uh, red light district. And here I am hanging out with all the lodges. And I think I'm the only one who managed to come back without a, either a coke habit or a baby mama. Huh. Our red light district is more of a yellow light district, so I'm kind of impressed Orange. that they they managed to, to have that kind of fun. So, uh, Matt, since you've uh, since you've been gone, uh, you mentioned earlier that you were being installed as senior warden when you went back to Detroit. Mm -hmm. um, I guess by now you have bounced out of the master's chair. Yeah, the. Uh they elected me master, and I just finished up my year uh, this this uh, first week of December, and now I'm joining the angry past masters on the side, pointing fingers, complaining about how I didn't do that in my year. I think it's just, yeah. It is a so cool tell us about your year. Uh. <laughs> Well, the, this year was uh, was spent trying to bring the the brethren of the lodge together. Um, past few years have been kind of uh, everybody's kind of doing their own thing, and and there, it really was just a collection of brothers, but not necessarily a lodge. And I think uh, with uh, the end of my term, it, we actually brought it together. And, and made it a lodge of not just the brothers, but uh, we got the, the wives involved as well. And it's, it's just amazing how much they like to put on events. And it just really, really helped everybody out in turn. So it went well, I guess. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we brought everybody together. And we're, we're a lot closer than we were at the beginning of my term. And of course. I'm course, that's that what you see now that we're on the air. Before the show, you were like, "Egad, I'm glad that's over." <laughs> <laughs> that was a disaster. No, no, I never said disaster. That wasn't uh, my word. I, I, I guess that's really the, <laughs> the, the ultimate wish of any master to leave your lodge in better shape than it was when you when you took the chair, right? Yes. Isn't that yes. about as much as you can hope for? It's not as easy as it sounds, Bruce. <clears throat> oh no, that ain't happening this year. <laughs> well, you, you, you've already started us off on the wrong foot. Uh, it, for those of you catching up, uh, Bruce was installed as master of the After Lodge Lodge uh, this past Saturday. Man, that just happened three and, days ago. So I guess I can't call him worshipless producer Bruce for a year. That's, that's going to be rough. So anyway, Worshipful, your, your first reverent act as master of this lodge yes, sir. was to fire the angry chaplain that for burning books. Which, which I understand. We have a zero tolerance policy for burning books of any kind here. So I get that. But you thought it would be wise to replace him with Landscaper Josh. Well, it was more of a lesser of two evils scenario, but the, go on. He has neck tattoos. Lesser of two evils. What's more evil than a guy with neck tattoos? <laughs> uh, Did I mention he's a Mexican? Our, our president-elect said that he is a uh, rapist and a murderer. And, and he is now officially our president-elect, so... Yes. 
So that that's weird. Oh, oh, speaking of that, uh, actually, we, we make fun of Josh for being a Mexican, but he's just kind of a general convict. He's not really from Mexico. <laughs> the guy we raised on Thursday, or last Thursday, actually is from Mexico. Uh, English is a second language, all that. And uh, we were joking around in the Tyler's room, and, and so one of our new guys was, was talking about how they were messing with uh, this bank teller lady and uh, acting like they were a bunch of criminals or something. I forget the setup, but um, he pointed at, at our new guy, Ricardo, and said, well, this guy's the real criminal. And then he says, yeah, I'm a rapist and a murderer. Haven't you heard? <laughs> so he has a very good, uh, very, very good oh. sense of humor. He's a good guy. He's going to fit in just fine around here. Yeah, I, I think that's going to go pretty well. <laughs> so, uh, have you made Jason no, yet? Uh, no, not yet. I'm sure he will. Give uh, it we did not make it. Yeah, we did not make it to see you uh, in Detroit over the past couple years. In spite of efforts, there was actually an effort last year to do that, and it kind of fell apart. Um. But you had promised us that when we come, you would give us a tour of the ruins of Detroit. Yes, visit the, uh, the uh, Masonic Temple of Detroit, which is the largest Masonic building in the world. Mm. And everything in, yeah. in the building it has a Masonic theme to it. it. It's just absolutely incredible. Now, I already told you... It, it, you can't buy an empty warehouse for $12, which is about the going right now up there. Uh, and spray paint a square and compass on the side of it and, and then claim some kind of credit for that. Any place where you can walk in the front door <laughs> and there is a giant chandelier with King Solomon on it has got to be good. Oh, that's pretty neat. Yeah. Now, is this a statue of King Solomon, or is this like a, a local derelict who calls himself King Solomon and hangs on your chandelier? No, it's it's actually a, a statue. Um, God, I'm, I'm to just sorry. Put up a picture, uh, put up a link here on the uh, the IRC. Okay. But, uh, we'll have to make sure we get that into the show notes, but yeah, it is www. TheMasonic.com. Just Masonic.com? TheMasonic.com. Oh, The Masonic. Okay. And just I'm take sorry I'm dogging on Detroit so hard. Uh, as, as you recall, when you were here before, that's really all I got. Uh, <laughs> we try to find material to poke fun at each other for around here, and all we had for Matt was, was that he's from Detroit. Uh, he really doesn't have much to poke fun at, so... I'm going to keep doing it. Uh, I just wanted to apologize ahead of time. <laughs> wouldn't, wouldn't, uh, wouldn't expect anything less. I mean, if I remember right, when I was down there, it was, it was a bit of give and take, so it's all good. Well, it was. You were griping about our town and uh, how we have like 60 churches and one liquor store in this town. Yeah. One of those made, is the chapel. getting Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> Made getting uh, Christmas presents for uh, for uh, Brother Marshall uh, quite kind of challenging. Who, by the way, is AWOL tonight. We were all a little disappointed. Yeah. Marshall was supposed to be here for our honored guest, Matt. Um, 
not sure where yeah. he is. As producer Marshall, you've let the After Lodge world down. Fell asleep in the back of one of his self-driving trucks, no doubt. <laughs> well, I, have, I do have to. I do have to give him props, and and I I use it as an example to uh, the the newer brothers coming into the lodge that uh, that wherever you go, there's always a brother. And when I was visiting visiting the uh, the uh, local lodge down there. Um, when he found out that I was going to be in a hotel room for Christmas, and he wasn't going to have none of it. He had had me over, had Christmas with him and his family. And that I just found incredible. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. I never got invited to the, to the Marshall residence. Huh? Now I'm hurt. <laughs> no, I, I actually do, do remember that. Um, and it was, it wasn't, if it hadn't been Marshall, which of course he was the first to step up, uh, somebody would have, we weren't going to let you sit in your hotel alone. Um, and we also weren't going to let you spend Christmas in the yellow light district, which I'm curious to hear more about that because I didn't even know we had a yellow light district here. Aside from you know the heroin everywhere that you can just trip over needles on the sidewalk, but oh, I yeah. think that's everywhere. I believe that's what we've been referring to as the corporate company, Harlan. We have those? We need to bring Half Sack back on, and he will draw us maps. <laughs> These and, are the truck stops you got to hit, boys. On how to point out the ones that you want to avoid. Yeah, because like every time I've uh, I've tried to to to. Request a quote from uh, any of those companies. Harlan said some. I end up just getting slapped, and one time the police got called, and then it's. I just had no luck around here. Whereas if I went up to visit Matt, we could purchase an entire city block, and uh, just start our own little our own little town. Well, you just burn it down, collect the ashes. You can take it home with you too. If you if you put out a block that's already on fire, do you, can you just keep that? Like, is, is that yours since you saved it? Is it? Is there some kind of um, squatters' right? Yes, yes. Saving, uh, you know, city face or something like that. I don't know. Yeah, but, uh, but, but there's no good Samaritan law. So if you save it, then you know that is yours forever. This is Which fantastic. Is both a blessing and a curse. <laughs> <laughs> You're not seeing the downside of that, Harlan. Somebody's going to come along the next day and set it on fire again. Well, yeah, but that's what we got to ask producer Marshall for. That's why you have to put a giant square and compass on the outside of it. That's cool. Are there any warehouses left? Chandelier with King Solomon. Hey. No. Oh. I kind of wanted to get a warehouse. I've never been to Detroit, but I've played a lot of video games that take place in post-apocalyptic worlds, and I imagine that's what it's like. Is that... Is that a uh, similar experience, Matt? Almost. Almost. <laughs> no, it's not that bad now. It, it used to be really, really bad. But uh, there's actually yeah, places you can go now without getting shot. Oh, wow. Oh. Yeah, when you were here, that oh. wasn't a thing. Who no, uh, no. <laughs> Bruce was all excited about taking a bag of cheeseburgers up there and uh, and having himself a field day. Is that the preferred currency for your uh, corporate company there, Matt, cheeseburgers? Is that, is that how they get paid there? Because that's how we do here. Yeah, the, uh, the guys in the shop floor, it's, it's cheeseburgers. The guys in the office is like pizza. So. 
But you go to your local uh, little uh, little pizza place and get I don't know fourteen inch pizzas for like five bucks. Hmm. Oh man, we've got to go. Sounding better and better. It is. It is. Uh, actually, uh, we were sitting here during the IRC free for all, and uh, I thought of you as I was watching the state of Michigan flip red, blue, red, blue, red, blue on the on the Google map on election night. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was a that was a rather surprising verdict from the uh, people of Michigan, and I assume part of Detroit. Um, how do you feel about our president-elect? Uh, and that your uh, your home is a a big part of what's responsible for that. <laughs> well, they uh, they were complaining about uh, doing the recount, so they started the recount. And then they found out that there was more votes in Detroit than there were voters, so they kind of put the kibosh to that. And yeah. Oh, huh. so how many of them were yours? <laughs> I have my one. I'm, I'm out in the suburbs, so I only get one. Well, I know you only voted once, but you voted for like your great great grandfather and great uncles and stuff too, right? Well, I did put my vote in for Harambe, but I don't know how well ah. that's done. Okay. Well, or Harambe. <sighs> Darn! I thought you were gonna tell me about like some some like Trump Union rallies or something going on up there. Uh, no. But there's no, especially within the lodge. There was a lot of people that. I mean, they. It was a fifty-fifty split. So, you know, some of the some of my real good friends there were unhappy with the uh, the way the election ran, and you know, I just basically said, "Look, we're brothers. Doesn't matter who you voted for. I still have the utmost respect for you." And that's that's the general feeling in the lodge. Yeah, we uh we did the IRC free for all that night because uh, we knew that regardless of the outcome of the election, everybody was going to be disappointed. I guess that's yeah. the bright side, right? Like no matter what happened, everybody was going to be sad. Um, not me. Damn, <clears throat> all these things going through my head. Like like uh, you guys had like a, a gunfight after the election or something. You're you're. My whole Detroit theme is, is kind of falling apart. It, it's starting to sound almost normal. <laughs> you know, the, the, uh, it's the ever-popular, uh, kindler, gentler machine gun hand. Hmm. Come on, anybody? Color anybody? <laughs> Neil Young? Never mind. Nah, I, I missed it. <laughs> I, so, try uh, you, I try to set you up, and look what happens. Yeah, that's how that works. So I read, uh, I read that Google is uh, pumping some of their self-driving cars out of the Chrysler plant there. I can neither confirm nor deny that I work in the same building as where some of these vehicles are built. Oh. So uh, are they going to, like, kill pedestrians and puppies and small children, or do they actually Wait. work? Uh, I can neither confirm nor deny that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we'll leave it at that. <laughs> I mean, it's it's Google, man. It's, how, it's how, a, how, they're they're basing them off of Buicks, right? <clears throat> uh, they've got a few different uh, platforms they're running them off of. Oh, 
the one I read was about Buicks, and I was just thinking, if it's going to be like a, a six-figure self-driving Tesla competitor, why in the hell would you do it off of a Buick? But fit more people in it. You could fit more uh, more American-sized people in it. Because it's American. America. Like Tony. You could fit Tony in one. Tony, you drive a Chrysler, don't you? The Dodge. Isn't that the same thing? I'm I'm not a big car buff, but yeah, yeah. It's a Dodge Ram 1500. Oh. It's a truck mobile. Yeah, on the theme of uh, things that have gone south since you left, is uh, Tony bought a Trump truck? America. So yeah, America. yeah. <laughs> it's big enough that it, it it makes him not look like a giant when he's driving it. And now he is putting on his his. I can't see what that hat is with the small camera. America. Oh, just an America hat. It looked like a Trump hat. What's the difference? <laughs> so, uh, I at some point we're gonna have to start sharing like the YouTube videos so that people can see Tony in a Santa suit wearing it an America ball cap. Are y'all done talking now? So the comment on IRC, Tony, is that the chaplain always looks the same and the seasons change around him. <laughs> oh, when you're 5,000 years old. I've got some last-minute uh, Christmas ideas for some of you all. Oh, that's a good uh, one. Here's a good book that you may want to buy. It's available on Amazon.com. This is going to be an audio show. Everybody else comes on and uh, pushes their book, so I'm going to push my book. Right here. Okay, are you going to share the title of your book or? Why women? Oh, that's right. This is an audio show. You should. Hey, you should yeah. be checking out the YouTube channel. Um, why women? No. What's the name of the book? Why men? <laughs> the name of my book is Why Men Love Bitches. Hmm. What's the? Uh, can, can, can you just give us the premise? Give us, give, give us the tagline there. What's okay. the what's, what's, what's the back of the book? Say? I'm just going to read the first of the pre, the, of the pre, look, pre uh, the start of the book to you. Okay. Why men love bitches? Is there any other kind? And that's pretty much it. That's the that's the that's the book. Is it written by Butters? Twelve ninety five. Ooh, interesting. That's the same price as Chuck's book. And then I have this book, How to Understand Women. Um, oh, yeah. Okay, it's an, I'm sorry, it's, it's an audio show. My bad. None of that works. It was a thick book, guys. It was very thick. You have anything else on your, uh, your recommended Christmas gift there, Santa? No, but Santa has a rant. Go ahead. Um, I've got a naughty list and I got a nice list. Most of you guys are on my nice list. But that damn Jessica that's going to call me up and help me to lower my uh, interest rates on my credit cards, and this is the final call, she is on my naughty list. I picked her I, every time Santa doesn't have time for this bull crap. Calling and calling and calling. I blocked the number. She calls me back on another number. Somebody has to shoot Jessica. All right. I mean, Santa's got to be up to his ears in debt. 
from all the you know from, from from the wages he's paying the elves and the and the and the cost of all the, the toys he's making and all that <laughs> shit like what well, I, I don't how, how how can you where where's your money coming from Santa? you think you think he's paying the elves a living wage the civil war war hasn't actually made it to the north pole yet so we're going to keep it that way so most of my toys get made for free raw material costs can eat me alive but don't think the only thing I'm delivering is toys on that slave pasta. You know, if you if you follow my track, I usually go to Colombia and then to North America, then over to Afghanistan, back to North America. It's a, kind of a crisscross path that I follow. How often do you stop in Detroit? We don't stop in Detroit. Uh, that happened one time. We got to roll through it. Yes. Uh, last time I was there, um, I stopped and asked directions. On your sleigh. <laughs> Yeah. I stopped the dubs. Spinner wheels <laughs> I, I on for directions in Detroit, and this one fella came over to my window, and while I was talking to him, these other bunch of guys stole all the hubcaps off my car. Mm. You had hubcaps on your sleigh. Spinners. That's actually that's actually a reference to a movie. To see if anybody gets it. No, again, we don't we don't get your your movies. Uh, I, I believe that's a reference to real life, Tony. Yeah. You see, see, Reverend. Most of us weren't weren't born until the '80s, so we don't remember your your '50s flicks. Carry on. <laughs> I'm not grumpy. I'm not grumpy past angry chaplain. GP. <laughs> GP. Santa. Draw that hurt my head. Grumpy past angry chaplain. Too many adjectives in there. You got anybody else on your uh, naughty list there, Santa? GPAC. I like it. I like acronyms. Yes, the new the new chaplain. Um, we didn't build the wall quick enough. So, oh come on, guys! <laughs> it's a tough crowd. It is. It is. Uh, we. I don't I know. The, problem, the problem, as we were previously speaking about, is we have an actual. Mexican as a MM in our lodge now, and he's probably the most productive member of our lodge, so we can't really um, th th those jokes don't fly too well. well. They're pretty good workers. That's why we don't want to deport them until after we get everything built. So so make them build the wall and then throw them over it? Is that is that what you're advocating for, Santa? Right. I have one of them one-way swinging doors. Once the wall's built, they can all walk back out. Um, why, why don't they just build it from the other side? Hey, I do have a question. You know how like you can get married <laughs> You can, um, you can if, if you get if you get over into the country and you get married, don't you get like a green card or immigration status or something? Kind yep. of. It, it depends on the circumstances. I thought if you got married, you got to stay. So you had to get over here and get married pretty quick. Well, if you marry a citizen, right? Yeah. So what if I, I, I was curious if a if a man came in here, snuck into the country, and then joined a Masonic lodge? Would his Masonic membership allow him to stay in the country? No. I, I, I wondered what trumped what. I mean, what, what was in the... <laughs> I didn't mean it that way. I did not... You know what? You can't even talk anymore. I know. In the hierarchy of things, a Masonic membership card, dues card, should allow you to stay in the country. Well, I mean, we're not going gonna... to... I don't know if you've ever been outside this country, Tony, but there are Masons... Literally everywhere, every country, 
we're not going to check your green card and your dues card. We just care about the dues card. Okay, let me ask you a question. What if you had knew a good person that came in and he didn't speak English and he was a, you could tell he was from a foreign land? Would we give him a Masonic dues card if he was an illegal citizen? I do not believe that citizenship is a requirement in this jurisdiction. So, yes. Correct. So he could be an illegal immigrant and be a Mason. Well, as long as he's not a rapist and a murderer, which, as I learned last Thursday, like, those are synonymous terms. Hmm. But aren't you automatically breaking one of the laws of the country by being an illegal immigrant? So we may not check that status, but once you found out, couldn't you kick him out? Not unless he was a felon. Is immigration status a felony? Illegal immigration? I don't know. Not the first time. Okay. Only the third or fourth time they, they, they get caught back in. Huh? I, I don't know which it is. Uh, I don't do a lot of immigration work. If you can sneak into this country illegally four times, I, I think you should be allowed to stay. Let's, I mean, let's, let's, let's be honest here. If our border patrol is that bad that you can get through four times and then get all the way up here to Pennsylvania, like, you know, let's give them a pass. Give them a year at least. Let them, let them figure something out. Oh, you're talking about Mexicans? Canadians? I was thinking about those, those illegal Frenchies that have promulgated all over our town. Look at what they did in Detroit. There are the Masonic French, though. And, you know, regardless of what France is doing wrong, I don't know if y'all uh, saw, but uh, France uh, very, very recently withdrew Amity with the Grand Lodges of Tennessee and Georgia. So that's a thing. That, uh, that, yeah, that just happened in their annual communication but here. I uh, feel like when France is throwing that. around Masonic regularity as a, a claim against another Grand Lodge, like not a lot of people take them seriously. You know, it's, I don't know. I think the Grand Lodge of France, like every other year, is clandestine here. And then, like the next year at Grand Lodge, we put them back. And then it just goes back and forth like that every year. That's not reason. Besides the point. I don't know. Have you experienced the French invasion up there in Michigan? Well, seeing as uh, Detroit was originally French, um, if you go through some of the archives of if you go through some of the archives of Zion One, it, which is meets at the Masonic Temple in Detroit, they opened lodge in French. When the British came in and took over, they had to close it and then reopen it in uh, British. And they actually have it in their minutes like that. Well, we do have that stuff about uh, conforming to the laws of the country in which you reside. So I guess if the British took over Detroit, then, yeah, you had to, you had to follow your, your Masonic Lodge's rules. Mm-hmm. Huh. So what that yeah. means, then, is when the Russians take over, I'm going to have to learn to speak Rushki. Or Mandarin if the Chinese take over. Yeah, we're all worried about the Russians and the Chinese. I've got my eyes on the Botswanis. That's who you got to look out for. Sitting over there all quiet and sneaky. It's the real threat to America. No one will ever suspect them. <laughs> huh. Okay, so why is the chaplain hugging a taxidermy deer? 
Everybody want to tell me? Ever, ever so fondly. Yeah, it was know. very inappropriate. He's got another one hanging and on the wall behind him. How many, how many deer heads do you have in that room, Tony? Six. Six of them. Okay. Can you stroke the, the deer head again? I'm trying to figure out why I, I found that arousing. I'm more curious why he was trying to feed it things. Hmm. Is that hollow? Like, is the inside of a it's, taxidermy it's deer hollow? It's a deer hollow? in my room. It's a deer. <laughs> yes. But, oh, God. But is the, is the inside of those, are the inside of those heads, like, hollow? Like, could you put it on your head, theoretically? Yes. Oh, fantastic. All right, so what we need to do is somebody needs to find a taxidermy goat. <laughs> and then we're going to get some black robes, like the, uh, like the Jedi kind. Put a with a big hood and whatnot, and somebody what? puts on a goat head and a robe, and just kind of. I think that's illegal in seven states. What he just did with that thing. Brilliant. <laughs> uh, it's not here, so I know you don't have deer in Detroit anymore, but uh, we're rather close to the wildlife here in these parts of Pennsylvania. We had one or two, but they keep getting hit by cars. You figured they'd learn after a while. You wait. You have like you have trees there. I just pictured it was it was like some kind of dystopian concrete world. It's all concrete. No, but I heard there's one somewhere. I haven't seen it, but I just heard about it. The legendary it's in a store. tree of Detroit. It's in a store in a bucket. Why not? It's, like a little the, tree. it's, it's in a protected the, park somewhere. Probably. The uh, the red dwarf of Detroit. Wait. There's one that not a whole lot of people know. And this the is. Red Dwarf. Is this an Indian joke? No. Oh. No, it's the Red Dwarf of Detroit. It's uh, like some... It's kind of like a Mothman type of thing that only appears when uh, something really bad is going to happen. So the Red Dwarf referring to what? A person? No, it's just, uh, I don't know, ghost or something. But it's... Uh, like an, an actual small red guy? I don't... Yeah, here, I'll, I'll put another link up for you. It's uh, Wikipedia for the for the name Rouge, which is French for Red Dwarf. Huh. Okay. Ta-da, there it is. The last time it was seen was before the, uh, the riots in Detroit. And every year they have uh, they have a, a parade slash pub crawl to uh, ward away the red dwarf. Detroit keeps sounding better and better. <laughs> it's actually kind of a decent place. Kind it, of, it's actually kind of a decent place. If you go to downtown Detroit. Um, they've got a really nice casino down there, and they've got a whole downtown block there that's actually very – it's like an island in the city that's actually really nice. Yeah, Campus Marshes. Is your, is your Masonic Lodge close to that? Mine, no. No, we're, uh, we're probably 20 minutes away out in the suburbs. Hmm. Okay, so in planning this trip, uh, would it be cheaper for us to buy a hotel or to rent a room? 
are you planning on staying downtown or in the suburbs? It's, there's a difference. Uh, either <laughs> wherever's going to be a, a a decent place for us to stay. That's got a, a good place for uh, as producer Marshall to stake out his sniper post at night um, to keep us all safe. Uh, if you're in the suburbs, you're fine. You, when you get out in the suburbs, people don't lock their car doors. It's kind of like uh, I don't know, like rural Kentucky or something. Huh. They don't lock their car doors because they don't want to get their window smashed. Is that it? Or <laughs> <laughs> no, because the next nearest neighbor is like five miles away. But when you get downtown, then yeah, it's uh, okay. it, it has its good neighborhoods. It has its bad neighborhoods. If you get uh, um, trying to think of uh, oh, what do they call that? Uh, there's like one really nice part of Detroit that resembles, well, I mean, there's half million dollar houses and all the lawns are kept up and people actually care. It's a pretty decent place. Then you have places like Brightmore, which is, yeah, you don't want to, you don't stop at the stop signs. You kind of roll. You lean your seat back all the way. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. I'm familiar with those kind of areas. So, well, I mean, which which area is going to be close enough to your lodge? Um, oh, there's suburbs for sure. Okay. Uh, are they going to know, would they know what to do with us? Because uh, last year we were here, we, we had talked about how nobody visits anybody in Michigan. And it's... I remember you being surprised at how frequently like we visit other lodges here when you were staying with us so do you do you get visitors now that your year in the east has ended have you held out the olive branch is that a, a better thing oh yeah we we get brothers coming around uh we had one <laughs> kind of a funny story where there's a brother uh, adolfo from uh, mexico city and didn't know nobody so i called up uh the uh, the most recent past master from uh, another lodge and said, hey, can you come on down and help translate? Because he was born in Mexico City. And he comes up and we're, we're talking with the guy and we're having to examine him. And there's little things that are different when you get down into the into uh, Mexican Freemasonry. And so we said, you know, hey, do you have your dues card? He's like, oh, I, I don't have it. It's, it's with my passport. And we're like, you know, how do we know you're current, you know? He's like, well, I'm the, the secretary of my lodge. We're like, okay, that's nice. And he's like, no, I'm the secretary. He pulls out the check register. We're like, no, you're good. You're good. <laughs> I don't know why he was carrying that check register out of the country, but he had it. We're like, no, you're fine. We're going to let it go. Come on in. <laughs> he's a uh, – so he's a damn good secretary. You don't, you don't ever let that thing out of your personal – Personal uh, custody. <laughs> it sounds like a really good secretary because he's always ready to take a dues payment from somebody when they have the money there and, re and ready. That, that would be a, a good secretary. Well, I was, yeah, I mean, I issued like 12 or 14 dues cards at our last meeting, so I feel like I was ready. <laughs> I just didn't want yours. <laughs> he wouldn't let me pay. Now, uh, Bruce, if we could just keep this up for about another uh, 18 months. Uh, I can only 
promise another 12. Then, then our problems would be solved. Hey, man, I have a question for you. Shoot. Uh, do you hold any office in your lodge now? Uh, yeah, they uh, decided that uh, they could get rid Secretary. of me that easy. Secretary. No, I took, tre I took treasure. Oh, so you my uh, what a cop out. Well, my, my secretary was good enough that, you know, he basically ran the lodge while I was in use, so. No, not really, but he, he did a real good job, and he's uh, helping the new master along, and it just didn't seem right to uh, to force him out, because he's, he's a very active past master in the lodge. You thought about it? <laughs> no. No, no, no. No, I took treasurer, and I was happy with that. So what's wrong with you? Well, I didn't think you had an office in the house now, so you're not a real good one to ask this question of. So, uh, never mind. Tony, there's a whole lot of brothers on the IRC channel watching us live, which, again, plug, uh, if you're not getting the message, listening to the show and wishing that you could see all of the funny antics on video, you should probably get on IRC. Anyway, there's a lot of guys on there, so... Uh, I don't know. You could yeah, but none of those guys are paying any attention to anything going on. All they're doing is trying to shoot some damn duck that keeps flying by, and I haven't figured out what the duck thing is. What's up with the duck? A guy sitting in a room full of taxidermied wildlife doesn't understand what shooting a duck is about. I don't understand. I do with a shotgun and pellets and kabam, but every now and then you'll see like a picture of a duck flopping, flapping by. And it's so a I game. Shoot the duck, Tony. It, it's it's a game to get people to occasionally pay attention to the IRC channel because a lot of us, like we we open the client, and then we're working or doing something. A lot of guys are on during the workday, and so you might not be looking at the channel, and then you miss like guys that come in and say, "Hey, is anybody here?" And there's like 50 people in the room, but nobody answers after like 10 minutes, and then he leaves. Okay. So the duck game was started to encourage guys to check the screen every now and again to see if they can take a shot at the duck, and, and, and then you get points for how many ducks you've killed. It's a bragging rights thing, but yeah, that's it. Who releases the duck? It's, it's random. There's a, there's a robot, for lack of a better term, okay. that just randomly calculates the next time and then does it. And then you type bang to shoot the duck. Okay. But you have to be careful because if you just type bang and there's no duck, then the robot kicks you out of the room and says, what the hell are you shooting at? Oh, because I, I hit kaboom while ago, so. Yeah, no, right. just bang. Okay, Lance Loomis is paying attention. Or it might be at bang or dot bang or something. Lance, uh, I forget. Lance Loomis is paying attention. Uh, Louis Ferrizi, Freezy is paying attention. Captain Erotica is paying attention. Uh, Erotica. Matt, <laughs> Matt Detroit's paying attention. I don't think my glasses is on. I literally don't think you pronounced one of those names right. Mm. Anyway, my, I, I don't have my glasses on. Uh, and I'm also hyped up on muscle relaxers and steroids right now. So that half a bottle of Jameson. <laughs> after, after I took and a also the beer ticks that are now in your beard. After I took a couple of swigs of Jameson, I realized that you weren't supposed to drink that 
when you're on muscle relaxers. So anyway, I'm um, muscle relaxers and steroids. I feel like <laughs> what's the um, point of that? <laughs> because I hurt my back and I forgot that I was on them. I mean, I, anyway, here's, here's, here's my question to all the people out in, uh, on the snooze net channel. Um, I can't remember what it's called. The NRC, LRC. Um, anyway, um, I'm just the LHC, Tony, the LHC, uh, sometimes no, known not. as CERN. I can go to the top and find out. I'm just wasting snooze net channel. IRC, IRC, channel. Here's the deal. RNC. I came to Lodge many, many moons ago. Um, and then I, I didn't really get active for two or three years. Then I got in and I got active. I got put in the South. I got put in the West. I did the master's chair. Then I did the treasurer's chair for a while. Then I did the uh, chaplain's chair. Anyway, over about the last 10 years, seriously, this isn't funny or a joke or anything. Over the last 10 years, I've had a chair in the lodge. I'm not sure I know how to be one of the brothers in the seats. Um, how do you how do you remain? Um, how, how, how do you remain, I don't know, um, connected or, or part of the group if you're no longer in one of those when you were so connected? Well, see, Tony, there's this thing that we've talked about before on the show called the Old Man's Club. And the one thing that was keeping table. you – Well, no, no, it's the Old Man's Table when it's, when it's in the dining room. But anywhere else, it's the club. And the one thing that kept you from being part of that club, really the, the, the head of the club, uh, is that you were in the chair in the lodge, so you were an active member. Now you're not. So I'm going to introduce you to Stanley next meeting, and he will take you to the opposite side of lodge where those fellows sit. And uh, he's well, you know, he'll he'll, he'll show you the ropes. I've always been told there's three. There was a young fellow that came into lodge, and he told his wife he was going to join the lodge. So he comes home that night, and his wife says, how was it? And he says, well, I learned that there's three types of men in the lodge. And the wife said, three types? What do you mean? He said, yes, there's three types. There's the ones that do the walking. There's the ones that do the talking. And then there's the holy men. And, and you know, the wife said, holy men? What do you mean, holy men? He said, yeah, there's a whole group of guys that sit on the sides and just turn, that, that sit there and say the whole time, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. That didn't come out as good as it should have been. I'm hyped up on candy kisses and Diet Coke and Jolly Ranchers. Yeah. Um, yeah, Jameson. So from what I can gather, uh, I understand the, the way to to be a, a regular one of the guys, particularly the past masters, is you sit in the comfy chairs, because I don't know if you've tried it yet, but the theater seats in the lodge are m so much more comfortable than any of the chairs you've been sitting in. Uh, so you sit in that and, and you take a nap during parts of the meeting, uh, wake up intermittently and yell at us and tell us how we're screwing everything up and how it was so much better back when you were doing it. And uh, then you, yeah, you have dinner and yell at us some more and talk about how things used to be. I know I'm, did I'm saying all this like, it, like it's a bad thing, but I would actually love to do this. But see, but Harlan, since you've been in the lodge, you've been active, so you've never actually not been in that officer's core. Not Bruce, for lack of trying, Bruce. You've been active. I'm I'm being honest here. It's a different feeling when you've been in the chairs 
and now you're not sitting and, and, and Bruce, this is not a shot at you for firing me. I don't mean it that way at all. Oh, you've been belly aching about getting fired since you got caught burning the books. Uh, but no, I'm serious. I think it's a serious question about because we have a lot of past masters that the year after that they're a past master, we talk about the new brothers that don't come back. The second part of Lodge is the past masters that once they come out of the chair, they don't come back. Mm-hmm. We need to make sure that we do things to keep those past masters engaged and involved. I'm not saying it for my benefit because I'm, I'm, I'm going to come and go as I please now. So I love it. I like it. But we do need to have something. Well, I, to keep I feel like every single one of them has that attitude, Tony. Yeah. You just feel like they're not engaged because they don't feel like it often anymore. The only ones who are still there every single meeting are the ones who have been there, you know, 20 years. They, they, they had their time to come and go as they please, and now they just see Lodge for what it is. They show up and watch everybody else do everything. And I'm, well, I, I'm not, I, I don't mean that in a negative connotation, but like Stanley is yeah. a good example. He's a, what, um, some consider a core member of the Lodge, but I mean. Well, and I think that's. He, but, he but, shows up and he drinks coffee and he says some wise words, and that's about it. And that's, that, like, that's his prerogative. But if you look over the past 15 years or so, it's about maybe 20, maybe 30% of the past masters remain active. And that's that's a concern. I don't know if it's because once you're out of the officer's corps that all you guys forget about us, old people, or what? No, it that's about the same percentage of, of master masons that remain active. So it, it's just a delayed inactivity. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, there's especially at our lodge. There's still plenty to do besides be an officer. And oh, by the way, you're still a trustee, so you don't get out that easily. True. I, I was trying to bring a masonic discussion point into into lodge. I mean, into after lodge is what I was trying to do. Trying yeah, we, to we don't do that. Best here. I could. <laughs> after lodge, what's that? So, uh, Bruce, you've now yes, been sir. master. You've now been master for a I'm whole. Meeting. For a, for a four days what, Sunday Monday Tuesday. No, today's Tuesday, right? Yes. It's, it's three days. It's three days, son. You don't count Saturday. And you know what, Tony? Sunday, as, Monday, Tuesday. As far as I know, the lodge has not burned down yet. It's still there. Has so I'm, I'm counting that as a win. I haven't checked on it in about th- roughly three days. Here you are. Uh, I'm, uh, I'm here. Uh, see, see I, I don't know. Harlan hasn't already pre-recorded this. That's Wait, true. what about the TV? Has that been stolen? No, uh, I was trying to show Matt uh, that since you left, uh, we have hung this awesome 54-inch LCD panel on the wall back here. Can you see it? It's in our dining room. Uh, no, we. Yeah, we it's can, in the, it's we, in the yeah, dining room. We cannot see it. Okay, and you know the first thing that happened on the first night, the first lodge night, we had the TV. There was, a popular college, <laughs> there was a popular college team playing basketball. We couldn't open lodge. We had to open lodge like 10 minutes late to get the people away from the TV into the lodge. <laughs> truth, that is that not a true story? No, I, I don't doubt that at all. I, I know when I was when I was there, it was uh, – if, if you voted for the wrong team, it was like Bloods in the Crips. It was – you were going to get shot. <laughs> I had not been installed yet, so I was not uh, privy to any kind of equal regularity and such. Yep. Well, around, here, around here, we have, uh, we've changed the, the, the landmarks a little. Normally, it's you don't discuss politics or religion in the lodge, and around here, 
it is uh, we don't discuss religion or sports in the lodge. <laughs> no religion, no college gets, basketball. Actually, religion's probably a lot safer than sports. Yeah. <laughs> Not just college basketball, generally sports of any kind. People around here are kind of fanatics. We did get to find out that Bruce's girlfriend is not is either not imaginary or he had to hire somebody to attend him to lodge. So he did. Right? Was she corporate company, Bruce? You know what, Tony? She had actually considered wearing like higher heels, and I said, "I swear to God, if you do that, like every guy in there is gonna think you're a fucking escort because like none of these men have met, have met you before. Can you like just tone it down for this meeting? Maybe you know, maybe down the road, bring the heels." Uh, we had a lot of a lot of fun making fun of you, Bruce. There was a I, I can't think of how many guys said, "Wait, he's not gay." So, uh, well, I did look over at Donna three or four times. She was very disappointed. Very oh yeah, disappointed. she she had her brow furrowed and her arms crossed the whole time. Every time I saw her, she, she looked upset. Him. I, I wanted well, to comfort her, but I couldn't. Well, Harlan, we don't know for a fact that Bruce isn't gay because we never actually looked under the skirt. Okay, we don't know. She could have been packing. Mm. Yeah, she 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 was very mannish. <laughs> no, uh, no, she was a very she was a very attractive young lady, Bruce. She was very oh very nice. oh the tables have turned, Bruce. <laughs> the tables have turned. <laughs> uh, I, I you, talked Tony. to her for a little while, and uh, I found oh, she's into older guys. Mm. Does this mean yeah, I get to sugar. smash an ashtray over your head now, Tony? Is that how that works? <laughs> a, a, a sugar daddy? I mean, you can't get a bigger sugar daddy than this right here. Okay. Like literally, or that is a okay. lot of sugar. Like a lot of and a lot of daddy. <laughs> oh God! So one of the questions uh, spurred up on the IRC channel is, "What do we do at our lodge for the sideliners?" Uh, our lodge That's has what a. I just talked about. Yeah, I know, and, and, and we were getting there, and then you started talking about trying to turn the tables on Bruce, and I did not want to interrupt this because it was very amusing to me. Uh, so I expect more stories on future episodes about all of the creepy ways that you have creeped out Bruce's lady. Um, Good luck, yeah, Tony. this is going to work out well, Bruce. So our lodge has a very active social club. Uh Matt probably remembers us yelling about the uh, fairs that we do. Um, compasses? Even when he was here. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, compasses. <laughs> yes. You know, there's, there's, there's guys now that say that, and I, I can't tell if, if they're doing it to piss me off or not, so I try not to react, but it's very hard. Oh, boy, y'all going clean. Oh, oh, time out for just a second. You have to, <laughs> you have to mention... When Lodge was being opened last Saturday night, and our senior deacon was trying to put our symbols on the volume of sacred law, and they kept sliding down, and he did that for like 10 minutes, they just kept sliding down. <laughs> <laughs> we like, Jesus, Bob, put them on there. It, it was, it was uh, five minutes anyway, they just kept sliding down, so. Yep. So. True story. Uh, the, the fairs that we, we gripe about. Um, they take a lot of manpower and a lot of effort and a good chunk of that effort is made by, uh, men who, who don't necessarily hold a chair in the lodge. Our social clubs also what does the pancake breakfast. Uh, we are always looking for folks to lecture, uh, the new guys coming in 
So a lot of, especially our, our senior past masters, uh, one in particular before he started having some health problems, uh, lectured a, a ton of new Masons. Um, and we uh, have the district degree team that a lot of those guys get involved in. Uh, so there's again, no, no shortage of, of things to be done. Uh, it's just less during lodge ritual work, but everything else that we do, uh, the former chair sitters are, are all up in that if they're here. And they don't have to. That's the, the joy of, of being a, quote, sideliner is you don't have to take on more than you're comfortable doing. Which can be nothing. And frequently yeah. is. No, I mean, I, uh, I would not mind that at all. Uh, the nights when I was master, when I would have the line move up on a down night, and then I would just kind of sit on the side. Those were good nights. Good nights. Can we talk about Bruce getting installed? So, uh, yeah. Go ahead. What, what you did a, it was a wonderful job, Bruce. Well, I, I mean, I didn't really do anything, but thank you. Really, the, the, the best work of the evening was you and um, Ralph and, yeah. then, nope. and then Marshall. Oh, what I'm talking about let's is... Let's not the, forget... What I'm talking about is as soon as you received the gavel, you laid it down and you said, well, I want to thank everybody for coming. And then I think Harlan or somebody had to look over and say, well, do you want to give anybody a chance to, to talk? I mean, you were, you were, as soon as you were made master, you were ready to get out of there as fast as you could yep. literally get out That's, of there. That close lodge. That's it. We're done here. Everybody's everybody out. I'm in the chair. <laughs> Typically jumping out of the East, like it's on fire is what the junior past master does at that point. Not the newly installed master. <laughs> but he, uh, let's not forget uh, when it came time to install Josh as chaplain. Uh, Tony went looking around for the chaplain's jewel. <laughs> couldn't find it. He and walked it around the entire room. He went out to the to the drawers where we have them. Started asking people if they hit it. And he said, yeah. "Tony, Tony, look down!" And it's just sitting there hanging on his neck. I totally, I forgot that I was wearing it. I, I truly yeah. did. You say that, except you spent the last show talking about how you weren't going to give it up. So I was expecting an actual physical struggle to take place. Ralph proclaimed all the offices vacant. All the officers took off their jewel. Not Tony. Not Tony. He just acted like he didn't hear that. Kept walking around. I was partial. I was going around, gathered everything up. I totally forgot about my own. Uh, that was a nothing but a, a minor. It was a total oversight. I'm going to be honest. I was a little f afraid you were just refusing to give it up. Like you were going to make them pull it off you or something. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. But, I mean, it, it would have been the marshal whose job that was, which is, I guess, why you took it. So <laughs> I immediately ran out and got the marshal's jewel, and so I, did, I didn't want him to go uh, collarless. So mm. but did, you have to uh, have one next week because Ralph's taking it back. Yep. One and one other rant that I have, or that I, you know, at the end of the Master Mason, when we're explaining certain points about things, and a couple of guys will line up against each other and display what the points look like. Mm -hmm. why, do, yeah. why do me, a six foot seven, 427 pound guy, always get paired with a guy that's three foot tall? When you're, <laughs> when you're trying to do all those. 
it, it doesn't work. I'm picking him up. I'm holding him in the air. <laughs> it's not working. Okay. Put him on your shoulder. <laughs> yeah. So please, if we do that again, let me get somebody at least comparable, closer to my size. We we don't have anybody like that. Okay. How about if we just get? How about if we have somebody sit on the shoulders of somebody else? Yeah, we could get you two guys. That would be you put me up against the Keebler elf. I mean, that's who I am, and I'm like I'm like Shrek, this huge guy trying to do the two things, and it 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 looks it looks like something nasty going on. <laughs> uh, no, it was a it was a good evening, and let's. Oh, I'm still a little miffed, uh, Matt. The you were here for installation night uh, back when you were here, right? Yeah. <laughs> I think you were here when I was installed as secretary, actually, and you let that happen because you're a bad friend. Um, so did everyone else, so you're not alone. Anyway, <laughs> I'm, I'm yeah, yeah. ignorance. I, I just re I remember yeah. your uh, your uh, steward when uh, uh, he he didn't want to he didn't want to like come to the center of the room to get it. He's like, Argh. oh, yes, yes, Roy, Roy. <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> He's been around long enough that uh, he didn't have to. Uh, the marshal brought the, the stuff over to him. <laughs> and he's one of the kind of guys that Tony was just talking about because he's like four feet tall and 80 pounds. To be fair, we're, we're not entirely sure he can't shapeshift, though. So yes. if, if, uh, if, you're following, if, if you're following along on the IRC channel, leave it to Captain Erotica to say bring out the Masonic stool. Only Captain Erotica would carry a carry a stool around with him. Erotica. Well, he was trying to get the stool out, Tony. That's. He had a Masonic stool, oh. and it needed to come out. Perhaps you have some Masonic softener. <laughs> Masonic stool. <laughs> I like so, it. <laughs> anyway. We had uh, we typically have really nice dinners here on installation night, uh, above what we typically have, which is nice to begin with. I, I'm glad here, to see this is still grinding on you, Harlan. Please. Yes. So the please, year I was installed master, which was the year before Matt came to hang out with us, it was the nicest installation dinner uh, this lodge had seen to date. Uh, the Eastern Star pitched in. Um, our, our good friend, Billy's wife, like spearheaded the effort and, and my wife came over and they did a bunch of decorating and the meal was fantastic. And, and that had remained untopped, like as the best meal this lodge had experienced since, and, since I've been here, like 10 years. And, then, and Harlan proclaimed it at the end of every installation night, like this was an okay dinner, but y'all remember my installation night? That was the good dinner. Yeah. So then Saturday night, uh, Brother Red, Marshall, other Red, we call him Red because we already got a Marshall. Um, he's he is a fantastic cook and he makes lodge dinners now and they are always like really good. He went super overboard Above this past up. Saturday, and all I heard about all night was not congratulations on to all you guys being installed or another good year in the lodge or anything like that. Everybody's talking about the food, and it was a better dinner than I had by a good margin. And so now I have to go back through the chairs so I can fix this. <laughs> the you, only thing I had. You know what really scares me, Harlan, is here in uh, one, two, three years when he is going to be master. What on earth is our dinner going to be that evening? Because 
Hot pockets. <laughs> <laughs> With hot sauce. I love it. I was I was thinking Chef Boyardee. Yeah, aren't they all made by like the same people? Like isn't that all just Monsanto's canning company? You know, that was an awesome, <laughs> that was probably one of the best spreads I've ever seen laid out anywhere. Anywhere, I mean, you can go to a buffet somewhere and they don't have as much food laid out. But that was a little. Don't you think it was a little overboard? I mean, it was all good too. Like everything yeah. there was really good. <laughs> yeah. Yes, it was, it was. It was good. Okay, we can, we, it was good. We, we can't let him get to the master's chair. We've got to put a stop to it because we'll never be able to do him up as good as he did Bruce up. Well, I mean, to be fair, the guy that's in the chair right in front of him, I'm pretty sure his years mastered the lodge is going to implode or collapse. Nah. Or something. <laughs> yeah, we, we've survived far, far worse. It's, it's okay. brings me to my question to you two. Do you think uh, I should have him do the EAs this year? I believe that's expected. Uh, if he is capable. Okay, well, I, I guess that's the question then. I guess we we do that different. That the master does all all the work. Really? And, yeah. Unless he's not there, he doesn't really farm that out to the the wardens at all. Oh, we have each one. Oh, it's step down. Yeah, it's in our bylaws that. Technically speaking, unless no one else who's qualified so assents, in order to be installed as junior warden, you have to have conferred the entered apprentice degree or demonstrated that you're capable of conferring the entered apprentice degree. And to be installed as senior warden, you have to have done the fellow craft. And then to be installed as master, you have to have previously done the master mason degree. That's in our bylaws? I don't um, know that. Yes. Uh, typically because for... The past several years, it's been one of those uh, when no one so qualified consents to do so, then you can drop that requirement. Um, and nobody is raising their hand to say, I consent to do so. So we just kind of move people on anyway. But yes, it's in the bylaws. You know, speaking of the bylaws, we got a lot of fine without a lawyer lawyering up those bylaws for years. And this one of the secrets of the master's chair was that we never that we kept the bylaws hidden. Along comes Harlan, and he's like, "Where's a copy of the bylaws?" Because without the bylaws, without anybody having a copy, you could say whatever they were. Harlan got them out, and now we actually have to follow them. So he had to go dig them up. Somebody buried them in the in the yard it took behind me like behind nine months to find the damn bylaws. That's a true That's story. Right. Lawyer with bylaws. Well, these guys kept giving me the runaround. I, I'd be like, Worshipful, I need a copy of the bylaws. And he's like, okay, I'll get it for you after the meeting. And then the meeting's over, and like he disappeared in a poof of smoke like Josh does. <laughs> and then I would ask like the secretary and get the same treatment. And this went on for about nine months before I just found them on accident under a stack of unread mail piled in the back of the lodge room. The last place they thought you'd ever look. <laughs> Uh, well, hey, we have a new sign up. Yes. Yeah. yeah uh, the city will get thing. off our back. The big ugly lettered sign. I don't know if you remember that, Matt, but uh, yeah, quite decrepit. That's that has been uh, refurbished and it looks awesome. 
the city was was jumping all over our case about it because a snowplow hit it like a year ago and it was even worse. <laughs> so the city hit our sign with a snowplow. They complained at us for getting the sign fixed. Well, well yeah, they wanted us donating variants to get the sign replaced. It yeah, they thought that, that's exactly it. They thought they were going to trip us up. They thought if we would just cut it down until we got ready to replace it, then they could stop us from replacing it because the uh, sign predates the uh, county zoning and uh, the, the building codes and whatnot. Mm -hmm. So it's grandfathered in. But as you know, if something's grandfathered in and you tear it down, you can't just put something else there. Uh, so we managed to use the existing sign as a frame for the new sign uh, without ever tearing it down. So <laughs> now they're off our back. Uh, but I imagine they're a little upset because they didn't get rid of the sign and they don't like the sign being there. Because it is like huge and way too close to the road. Yeah, they didn't get the money because you didn't have to go before the zoning board. Exactly. Oh, the zoning board wouldn't have let us do it. Like not where the sign is. It's like right up next to the road and it is very large. It's almost like a small billboard. Blocking the church and everything. Fortunately, we have a top-notch lawyer who found us the loophole. You can't turn left out of our street because you can't see anything down there. Yeah. Because of the sound. <laughs> Marshall, Marshall can never come to Lodge in his work truck because he can't get it out of there with that left turn without taking out the sign. <laughs> and this is a big four-by-eight sign, and in two-foot-tall letters it says breakfast every, you know, first and third Saturday. And then a the little bitty print down, like like lawyer print down in the right-hand corner, it says, you know, our lodge, <laughs> and, and we meet every whatever. But, yeah, three-foot letters, you've got breakfast. So, yeah. not, that we're, not that we're wanting their money or anything. Now, did you guys ever make use of that, uh, that room for the, the uh, Chamber of Reflection? Oh, so, uh, yes. Did. Yes, we did. We uh, we got it all cleaned out and decorated up with the appropriate furnishings, and uh, it is it's pretty cool. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Except it was ten degrees last weekend, and we have no heat out there. And we put the poor Mexican out there for about forty five minutes. So yeah. <laughs> he thought that was the degree. <laughs> yeah, yeah, ten degrees. <laughs> got to earn your apron here. <laughs> he came out just shuddering and just shaking. <laughs> Poor fella. It doesn't help that he has a BMI of like two and he weighs yeah. like 90 pounds. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Uh, you know, if he ever takes an officer's chair, I don't know. Like, you know how we had to get you like a like an extender strap? We have to give him a booster seat. I don't know, like, he, we could tighten those officers' aprons, like, all the way around, and I think it's still too big. Yeah. <laughs> and think about that. We'll have to get him, like, some, uh, some Masonic suspenders to hold his apron up. Get a kitty size. Oh, that would be cool. We've, we, we sell those. Uh, some lodge has, like, uh, suspenders, like, because you can buy Masonic everything. So you get, get him some suspenders to, to wear his apron with. We actually need to get our junior warden some of them because remember he stood up and lodged and his apron fell down around his ankles. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that happened. That happened in uh, our installation. Yeah, so as you can see, Matt, uh, nothing much has has changed around here, short of uh, you know all the big stuff that we just told you about. 
Which begs the question, uh, when are you coming back? When am I coming back? Well, a lot of that's going to depend on I'm, – I'm still with the same company. I'm just in a, a different department now. But uh, I've, I've gone from being a, a line schmuck to uh, more of a manager. So the, the odds of getting out are less. But if I do, I definitely want to come back because I, I have so many good memories of, of coming down to that area and, and hanging with you guys. Now, hold on. When we formed the human wall at the airport and weren't letting you leave, you told us you were going to Michigan to get your stuff and you were moving here. That's what I remember, and then you never came back. Well, you know, <clears throat> they had plane trouble. And... Very, very similar to the bylaws. That's just how, how that happens. You ask him for him, and then he disappears. Yeah, well, I'll see well, if I can find that for you. Bye. I guess the only solution is we're going to have to come up there and get you. Yeah, it's like getting stewards to do dishes. Can we wait till winter is over, please? I can barely handle our oh, winter. Hell yeah. I can't imagine. I'm not... I'm not going to Detroit in the wintertime. All that coal burning, ash falling from the sky to keep the place like habitable. And I use that term loosely. No, we burned our last tree to keep warm. So now you're just burning cars? Is that, uh... Ooh, are you burning the water? I hear that's flammable. Uh, I can neither confirm nor deny that. Uh, I think Tony has uh, been dumping his excess propane supply in the uh, Michigan water reservoir because it makes cool little sparkly bubbles. It's like a big vat of champagne. I don't, I don't think you can hear any of this. I, I heard just something about a bottle of champagne and jumping my waters into... He saw a duck. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so uh, you got anything cool going on soon? Are you talking cool to? Uh, the, the, the special guest, the only one we really wanted to know mm-hmm. who's got stuff going on. I got stuff going on. Um, yeah, a lot of it was just uh, I wanted to try to catch up with you guys and uh, you know make sure that uh, my uh, home away from home lodge, if you will, is uh, make sure you haven't burned the place to the ground yet. I mean, not yet, not, not yet. yet. But you know, it's only been three days, so yeah, yeah it's it's only a matter of minutes now. Right. So, I, I think I said earlier one of the, one of the coolest things uh, in this fraternity is how you can go without seeing a brother uh, that that you've befriended for a couple years, and then just pick up a Google Hangout, and it's like picking up exactly where you left off. Oh yeah. So, the only uh, difference is that is, is, you know, nobody's turning over a table. Oh, uh, that could be arranged. We'll have to do that off the air. I don't need uh, video evidence out there uh, of me destroying Lodge property. Uh, I don't need Bruce holding that over my head in addition to those college films he found. So, well, I, to, I, I still don't understand why you left those in the, in the secretary's desk, Harlan. I mean, did, did you want somebody to find them? Well, I had this assumption that people didn't go rummaging through my desk, even though I know better. You're, I mean, no, I, honestly, you're just lucky the Eastern Star didn't find them. Maybe that's what I was that's hoping for. Wanted! Oh, suddenly it all makes sense. I, I do have to ask, do you still have the After Lodge vase? 
Uh, we do, in fact. Uh, it is at Jason's place, uh, safely locked away in Pikey Mountain. I hear it's a lot of use. Currently holding flowers. <laughs> yes. Yeah. He, he breathes the flowers Bud. in heavily, quite often. Lots of buds, yes. Yes, yes, buds. Uh, so I didn't know if you wanted to uh, plug your, your lodge or any events going on here soon. Uh, I know we have one listener from Michigan besides you. Uh, maybe y'all can find each other. Really? Who? Where is he? I'll track him down. I mean, uh, would that be Brother Adam? Oh, I don't know if he's in the IRC channel. Oh. I just know from the uh, from the show stats that there's like downloads that come from Michigan. I didn't even know you guys had the internet, so learn new stuff every day. Well, we use uh, smoke signals from burning tires. Wow. That is good bandwidth you're getting, too. Well, you know. <laughs> Harlan is struggling with this bandwidth issue we've been having as of late. Oh yeah, I I, I still haven't resolved that. Worshipful, it's uh, we still have sucky internets. Did we at least come to a decision on that? Uh, not yet. the The board is heartily scratching their heads on the Slack channel about. Uh, it got deep. Like no joke. Tony can verify. I had to break down the difference between a megabit and a megabyte uh, to help and then do that like cost per megabit for different options. And it's getting very sophisticated in there as the board tries to figure out uh, uh, what, what to do about this. You need to DNS your IP. Maybe that'll fix it. It might. Couldn't hurt hmm. it. <laughs> That we think awesome. it's we think it's so awesome that we now have free Wi-Fi at the lodge, but now nobody pays attention in lodge. We're all texting each other during the meeting. So, and if yeah, you guess, we, we banned that in our lodge using the devices because bastards sit up there and while uh, like during a degree yeah. when they're uh, when they're uh, circumambulating. <laughs> Especially when, when Tony would be in the middle of the benediction and everybody has their head bowed and then just randomly in the middle of the prayer, he says, oh my God. And then you peek up as you know, you're not supposed to do and realize he was playing candy crush during the prayer as he's the one praying. It's pretty impressive actually. Oh, sadly that's no more. Now you'll have to do it from the sidelines. Yeah. So, um, Talking about Amazon.com, I know you're trying to end the show, but this let this be a warning to everybody. I ordered a snow globe for my wife because she collects snow globes, and this is a Thomas Kincaid, and the picture on Amazon made it look like it was this big. And then I uh, got it. making a, a six-inch nope. circle nope. with nope. his hands. Nobody yeah. can oh, see. Sorry. Yeah, like, like, it was, like it's as big as a softball. And then I get it, and it's about as the globe part's about as big as a golf ball. So that kind of that that was disappointing. Well, when you're eight foot ten and have hands the size of a car door, that, that still can be kind of big. Mm -hmm. Yes. So, uh, he also runs his monitor at a a very uh, high DPI, so everything is huge. <laughs> huge. Got to hold up that bottle of Jameson for a reference. Yeah. Yeah. Take a picture of the Jameson <laughs> bottle. 
and then, and then pull the picture up on oh your God, computer. that thing's tiny. <laughs> yes. That's what I'm saying. It's, it's about the size of a golf ball. Who would have known they had Jameson and 55-gallon drums? <laughs> uh, Are you sure you're not Canadian? <laughs> so, so uh, yeah, we've uh, nothing much going on. We're all kind of going to go dark for the Christmas season here. Um, however, uh, tomorrow the winter solstice observances will be taking place. Uh, with my other lodge because we always get together for a uh, big dinner and toasts and all that jazz at the uh, changing of the seasons. And uh, unfortunately this morning, uh, our fearless leader of the traditional observance lodge here, the guy that really led the effort to get it all spun up and uh, kind of held us all together through our fights about different ideas of how we should do things. Uh, he'd been fighting with brain cancer for a couple years now and uh, he Finally, and I say finally because I, I think of this as kind of a good thing because he wasn't in a good place. Uh, but he passed on this morning, so I don't know how festive our festive board will be uh, for the solstice tomorrow. But uh, that's what we'll be doing. And then probably not much of anything else until, uh, until Bruce picks up the gavel to begin 2017. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, no, we got we, big plans for your year. Say again. Got big plans for your year. No. No. Uh, don't burn the lodge down. No, this is why we don't live stream. Whose idea was this? This isn't the calendar uh, you're looking for. Still yours. <laughs> <laughs> so what I was trying to show everybody is the, the big question mark uh, on the list of events. Um, he just said uh, whatever sounds fun is, is the event schedule for the year. So I know that includes a chili cook-off in January uh, when I will be competing in the chili cook-off. Uh, that is a big deal here. That is the uh, no holds barred, no rules, everybody cheats, cutthroat uh, chili cook-off. Like people come to the cook-off not to eat the chili, but to see what kind of shenanigans we're going to try to pull on each other. Right there. That guy cheats. The that guy cheats. Got a big Santa suit on it. Yeah. Yeah. He, uh, he tried buying people a couple years ago. Like He was handing out like dollar bills for votes and... I was following that. I saw that. Yep. So who knows what it'll be this year, uh, but that's part of why everybody comes out to, to find out. And of course, we will rant about it on the show like we always do. And by rant, and or by we, I mean me, because I always lose and I always blame everyone cheating. That's because you have, never, you have never once brought chili. One year, one year you bought cheese sauce. Uh Back me up on this, it, Bruce. Has he ever brought chili? It's, it's okay, a white. Tony, you can't. Chili. You can make chili with chicken. You try to bribe your people who eat but yours. At least, but at least it's chili. He's he. One year he brought in some type of tofu, tofu, tofu chili. It was fake meat. One year he brings in queso sauce. 
Uh, his chili was an excellent topper to other chilies. That's how people were using it. <laughs> loving his chili is a G sauce. On it's a chili cook-off. If you don't like his chili, don't vote for his chili. You, you are the dastardly one trying to bribe people. So every year at the chili cook-off, like my chili is completely gone and scraped dry. And because you bring in, because you, you bring in like a half a quart of it. Everybody else brings in these five gallon crock pots, and you bring in a <laughs> yeah, quart yeah. of chili. That's why they all thought Tony it was cheese sauce. He tries to disqualify me every year with the uh, if the chili's kosher, then it's not really chili, and it has to be disqualified. Noodles or no noodles? It. We're talking about a chili cook-off, not a spaghetti contest. Does Does real chili have noodles in it? No. What kind of Pennsylvanian are you? Uh, a Pennsylvanian that likes pasta. Well, you like then go eat pasta. Spaghetti with beans in it. With meat and beans and hot sauce and yeah, that that's what you call stuff. chili. Um, most of us don't. Yeah, stick boy, stick boy FC is my new favorite guy. By the way. Oh dear! I got noodles are optional. Noodles are optional. Yes. Uh, what What Tony's not sharing with the world is that uh, noodles are optional is the most positive response from the IRC channel. Uh, in a sea of hell, no, no noodles, all caps, people freaking out. You have no friends there, Tony. Fritos maybe make good. a chili this year. Fritos would be good. Yeah, maybe I'm make a, a chili this year. Anything that makes yours less chili, apparently. Anybody got any special plans for Christmas? <laughs> uh, uh, yes, actually, I am uh, going to introduce my daughter to the. Uh, to the world of Chinese food and a movie, which is a uh, staple on Christmas for uh, some of us. So, gotta do that. She was just a little tyke. How old is she now? She will be three in May. So wow. she's uh, she's two and a half, going on sixteen, and uh, so she thinks she is anyway. She is a very uh, sassy, independent, uh, spunky young woman. <laughs> And I don't know that I'd have it any other way. Uh, as frustrating as it can be sometimes, uh, these are traits that are going to serve her very well in adulthood. So she's going to be like the governor or something here in about 30 years. I love her. I, I, I got to be the world's only Jewish Santa. Huh. Yeah. Oh, so there was a blow-up Santa, like an inflatable one here in town when we were driving home. And my wife says... Look, look, there's Santa Claus. And she says, no, it isn't. He's at Lodge. <laughs> That's awesome. Hey, I don't know if we've had a show since then, but that was one heck of a breakfast. I mean, that was a turnout. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Tony played Santa at the pancake breakfast. Um, and it turned out very well. That was and he has pictures of, like, all the old dudes sitting on his lap and in addition to all the kids. And basically everybody that came into the Lodge sat on his lap. Whether they wanted to or not. Yeah, there there was some uh, questionable physical contact. Yeah, it wasn't uh, as to whether or not it was consensual. 
Yeah. Hey, uh, tell us more about this blow-up Santa. Was it really a blow-up Santa, or was it just a blow-up doll with a Santa hat on it? Was it? No, it was like one of those inflatable things, like people put in their front yards. You know, the people where like Christmas vomits in their front yard, and so oh, they just okay. have all these inflatables and a bazillion lights and so on. It's kind of tacky, but the kid likes it, so uh, we always take the scenic route back into town when we go somewhere, so she can see all the lights. Hmm. Uh, but yes, she did correct us and tell us Santa is not there. That's a blow-up thing. Santa is at Lodge. So, yes. All right. Anybody got anything else? I think we've uh, we've burnt a lot of the midnight oil. Bruce has to get up early in the morning to carry my Amazon boxes. And everyone else's. Well, worshipful yeah. Master Bruce. I I like to send you fraternal greetings from Michigan, on the edge of Detroit, and uh, we wish you a very successful and very happy new year next year. And we hope that uh, all the brothers of uh, your lodge uh, maintain the decorum of a mason, and we hope that uh, you guys would come on up this year, where we can. Show you that Detroit isn't quite as bad as, <laughs> <laughs> but we can we can at least get you the uh, the guided tour of the uh, Masonic Temple in Detroit, which is just a it's just a gem of masonry. I think you guys would really be impressed. Well, thank yeah. you very much. I, I really hope we can get a group together and make that trip. We we may try to uh, orchestrate that again this year, uh, as I'd mentioned in the the pre-show. Uh, our, our last trip plan kind of fell apart. Uh, Marshall had some stuff happen in his personal work life. I forget exactly what happened with him. But he was spearheading the effort and then disappeared for a couple months. So it all kind of puffed out. But uh, he'll probably feel so guilty for missing the show that he'll try to get that restarted. So there you go. Uh, make sure you message him on Facebook and, and make him feel real bad. <coughs> You believe I just hit enter on that conversation right now? <laughs> oh wait, are you talking to him right now? Yeah, I could multitask. No, no. The point is, if you're talking to him on Facebook, that means he's like on the internet and not on the show. Yep. Well, well, well. The truth comes out. I will have to properly reprimand him. <laughs> I can't, I can't keep a straight thought with Tony. <laughs> Tony, that needs to be your, like, Christmas greeting <laughs> on the lodge. Awesome. <laughs> All right, Matt. Well, thanks for coming on. Uh, I, I appreciate it, and we will definitely stay in touch with you. Uh, if, it, if it looks like we can get a trip together, you know, we'll... Uh... Well, I hope that... Uh... Make I hope that, that you can call me and I can I can help uh, facilitate that. Yeah, no, I uh, I'm actually looking forward to doing that at some point. Uh, I've never been to Detroit, so uh, it'll be. I've been like most everywhere else. I would definitely like to add that to my Masonic passport uh, and tour some of those cheeseburger joints that we talk about off the show. So and pizza. Oh, and pizza! Don't don't forget the pizza. I like a little variety in my. Uh, yeah. 
five dollar my... pizza. It sounds good, but it just fills the air gap in the stomach. But it's like cardboard. Yeah, but I love cardboard pizza. Like in high school, I was the one weird kid that actually enjoyed the square cardboard box pizza. That pizza was awesome. Yeah. Yeah, this so... stuff is. Uh... <laughs> You'd be doing yourself a favor by skipping it. All right. Well, uh, <laughs> I guess that's it. So we will call an end, officially pronounce the end of episode 151 of the After Lodge podcast, kind of like Detroit in 2007. You can find the show notes for this or any previously published episode of the After Lodge podcast at www.afterlodge.com. You can find us on Facebook or Twitter at After Lodge. Shoot us an email at afterlodge at gmail.com. You can, more importantly, hang out with us on IRC, where all of the fun stuff happens. Shooting ducks, making fun of the chaplain. I even look and see that uh, Brother David Riley is idling in the IRC channel right this moment. Uh, I heard that Brother Chuck Dunning pops in and all kinds of other fun guys that you heard on the show. Uh, and I think uh, I think Matt is still going to be in there. He might even come back sometime. So get on IRC, irc.snoonet.org, pound sign, Freemasonry. And, of course, the best, last, greatest place to find us is on the Freemasonry and or the After Lodge subreddits. So after you get on IRC, if you're not on Reddit, then get on Reddit because you're missing out. So until next week, brothers, uh, we'll see you then and have a Merry Christmas. And for those of you in Detroit, remember, there's always Ohio. Bye, brothers. Bye, everybody. (laughs) Have a Merry Christmas. Bye, everybody. He sees you when you're asleep. He knows when you're awake. He knows if you ain't better good. You better be good for goodness sake. Better be good for goodness sake.
Joyeux Noël, Denis Friedman